Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to Top Stories. I'm producer Chris, a.k.a. Producer Chris. We go back to April 2008 in Top Stories today, and the then-Pope, Benedict XVI, made a visit to the USA. President Bush went out of his way to give him a warm welcome. Top Story this week, and to nearly quote Bruce Springsteen, Pope in the USA. Pope Ratzensperger, Ratzensperger, is in the land of the freeze. The first visit by a Pope in 30 years. President Bush, indeed, picked him up from the airport. That's right. The leader of the free world picked someone up from the airport. And yes, it is the Pope, but yes, it's an airport. And he could have got an extra morning of work on that Middle East peace that he's been promising everyone by January. That plan must be going well, because let me reiterate, he picked up the Pope from the airport. There's no easy way to hear that for the first time, but I think we all feel that the office of the President has been slightly soiled. Although, again, it's been soiled so much over the last seven years that it's currently starting to look like it's just been hit by a mudslide. One thing's for sure, this president isn't getting his face carved into the side of a mountain any time soon. So do you know, John, did the president overcharge the Pope for the journey back to Washington? He certainly added on a few tolls, and I'm not sure he took the toll roads <laughs> or bridges, so... Yeah, that's typical, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. He's going to hell, but uh, not, not for that, mainly. In a break from papal tradition, the Pope, who is wearing a very fetching on-the-shoulder ankle-length white dress, elegant and leaving plenty to the imagination, he did not kiss the airport runway when he landed, uh, which was a shame. Uh, instead, he moonwalked down the aeroplane steps, spat his mitre on his finger, and then body-popped whilst chanting something about Jesus. But, you know, I guess, you know, traditions do evolve over time. Different kind of charm. He's an intellectual. Yeah. He's the 265th known Pope and the 16th one to be called Benedict, which means that when he dies, they'll be able to have two rowing eights of Benedicts in heaven, coxed by the two John Pauls, and they'll then be able to reenact the 1987 boat race to their heart's content. If that's all they want, they can do it. I don't know, I'm not a pope, and I probably never will be, I dare say. Well, probably, yeah. That is probably true, Andy. There's a few things about you, I think, that the Catholic Church would object to. <laughs> like Killing what? their Messiah being chief amongst them. That wasn't me that did that. Well, it was you, really, though. Well, yeah, yeah I, do, I do support that. That's right, you, su you supported the execution. That's the point. But You're part of the problem. Yeah, it wasn't me that pulled the trapdoor. Or was that, that was no. another religion, wasn't it? <laughs> Oh, it's just we've killed so many massages, they all blend into one now. The Pope was here for his 81st birthday. Um, and did you remember the Pope's birthday, Andy? Did you get him anything? Uh, oh, I didn't. Ah, uh, uh, there you go. Well, go to hell. I'd have got him some biscuits. Uh, well, I got him a, a Pope soap on a rope. Uh, 
They're selling them here. He can uh, wash himself with an effigy of his own face. Really? It's a bit of fun come bath time, bit of harmless fun. I'm sure he likes a laugh, even though I have absolutely no evidence to back that claim up with. I have faith, Andy. I have faith that he likes a laugh. And surely he understands that kind of blind confidence in something with no facts to support it. Uh, the Pope celebrating the open air mass at the Nationals baseball stadium in Washington, D.C., where Nationals pitcher Chad Caldero gave out the ceremonial first wafer. But a poll, uh, a poll showed that when, when he arrived, many Americans didn't actually know who he was. Is this true, John? I doubt it, Andy, because a quarter of the American population is Catholic. So I'm guessing that that is not a true survey. Are you sure that wasn't a survey of one guy conducted by a pollster out of the window of a taxi? Do you know who this guy is? What? Oh, he doesn't know. Where, where are you getting this information from? The internet, John. But President Bush apparently told the Pope uh, these words. In a world where some invoke the name of God to justify acts of terror and murder and hate, we need your message that God is love. To which the Pope responded by staring at him blankly, shaking his head, staring at him again, shaking his head again, scratching his cheek, coughing, looking out of the window, scratching his other cheek, <laughs> forcing a half-smile, and asking him how the Texas Rangers are doing this season. Later, the Pope urged Americans to use their faith to inspire, quotes, reasoned, responsible, and respectful dialogue, of which there's been a lot coming out of the White House recently, and President Bush was seen at this moment desperately trying to suppress a giggle. The corners of his mouth turned up, his cheeks started to quiver, there was a slight watering in the eye, a forced seriousness in the face, quickly replaced by the bottom lip tweaking a bit, the eyes scrunching up. Then the shoulders started to rise, the mouth tightened, the splurt forced its way out, and the president then bolted for the bathroom where he locked the door and laughed like a farmer who's just convinced his favourite cow that the abattoir is a sports hall and they're going to play badminton. <laughs> but the White House did throw quite a bash for the Pope and the biggest event at the White House uh, since we nearly burnt it to the floor in 1814. One of our hilarious practical jokes that weren't really taken in the spirit in which they were issued. Just hijinks. Bit of harmful fun. But the speech at the White House was uh, also notable for a number of other things. I mean, one, the Pope ended by saying, God bless America. So, congratulations, America. That slogan is now official. That is straight from the pontiff's mouth. Uh, Bush was caught on the microphone as he led the Pope away from the podium, saying, awesome speech. Awesome speech. The kind of thing that you'd say to Barry in middle management after he finished his PowerPoint presentation on team-building exercises. You really have to feel for Americans at the moment, Andy, because just when it seems Bush can't humiliate them anymore, he discovers whole new ways. The Pope has been poping it up for the cameras ever since he first got here, giving it the big on the Pope, wherever he goes. Uh, and he's been doing a few stadium gigs. Last year, I mean, he sold out the Washington Nationals baseball stadium, as he said, uh, and is also holding mass for 50,000 people at Yankee Stadium, which is one of the singular most godless places you will ever visit. And yet people will pretend to be pious while he's there. I think what they should do is take him to a Yankees-Red Sox game there, an actual game, because it would be great to see all the fans forced to watch politely and serenely whilst pretending this was how they always viewed it. But what, what uh, did Bush and uh, Mr Pope talk about in their private meeting? Uh, I guess we'll never know, because uh, it's secrets and it won't come out until the official records come out some years in the future, by which time we'll have forgotten and probably won't bother to look it up. So we will actually never know, which means that we therefore must speculate. And I think the conversation would have run roughly on these lines. So what's it like being the most powerful man in the world? No, you tell me what it's like being the most powerful man in the world. Tee hee hee, what a wrestle. That's how I think it went, John.
<laughs> the media have gone crazy for him here, Andy, issuing the biggest compliments for someone with reactionary views on birth control, whose decisions assist the spread of AIDS in Africa, that I have ever heard. I guess that's what happens if the media believe that if criticising you, they risk burning in the fires of eternal hell. It makes you immune to bad reviews. You might want to remember that for the Edinburgh Festival this year, Andy. Thanks for listening, Buglers. Why not look at the show's history on thebuglepodcast.com, where you can also donate. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth, Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss Lime Bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.